0: Welcome to the Planted Mindset podcast, and this is actually episode 45. I've got a long way to go to catch up with my next guest here, um, but I'm delighted to actually have him on my podcast because I was on his back in November last year. Um, It was actually the 29th and it was episode 22. It's Michael Solke. Uh, He is a personal trainer out in um, Canada. And he is also a nutrition coach. He works at 360 Fitness and our paths crossed when we were on our mentor program. And obviously, uh, we've both moved through uh, fitness. We both come into it later in life. Um, And obviously, we're now a year on. So I wanted to bring Mike on and see how he's going and obviously him to share some great tips and advice and and where he's at. So welcome, Michael.
1: Thank you, Natasha. Thanks for having me. has it really been a year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. When you're doing the intro and it was like November, I'm like, we are in November. Oh my goodness. A whole year since we did it. This is wow. What a year. No, exactly so
0: Mike can you just give um an intro to the listeners um a little bit about yourself um and obviously it was we spoke a year ago so a lot's happened not least COVID but both of our journeys in our our fitness because when we spoke on your episode we were and I think you never stopped learning but um we were exploring obviously um Personal training and, and how we see it, and how we can help people later in yeah. life. You know, obviously, mums, dads um, that want to change their lifestyle. So, I'll give you the, the floor.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, Mike, Coach Mike, Fit Fun Fathers, uh, you guys can see me on social media. Uh, personal trainer working for 360 Fitness just out of Shirt Park, Alberta, Canada. So, if you've got Google Maps, and depending on where you are in the world, you can kind of pinpoint where we are. Uh, come fly down and check us out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, wait, come can I? (laughs) Unless unless you're listening to this and you're uh, you're next door, please check us out. Um, yeah, really, kind of got into the personal training nutritional side. Uh, um, kind of in the last year and a half or so, just through my own uh, personal fitness journey that I had uh, been trying to make for for the last five years. So lot's kind of to unpack, but currently um, in gym, personal trainer, uh, I have the Fit Fun Father podcast. Um, I also do nutritional coaching, which is a big part of kind of the whole health mentality of trying to get people to understand that nutrition is a big part, if not the biggest part of uh, our health moving forward. So um, yeah, that's kind of a basic intro of, of kind of me and what I'm currently doing. Cool.
0: Um, and yeah, so I, I, I was listening to um, a few of your podcasts uh, prior to this recording. And one of those was uh, you did an episode on um, I was out and about, so I don't know what episode it was, but it was about fad diets. And you um, yeah. deconstructed uh, keto, uh, the carnivore diet, uh, plant based um, and obviously uh, juicing was somewhere in there as well. Uh, it's funny sure, because yeah. I've been uh, plant based for a year now myself. Uh, so yes. fully a year, but what um, can you give the listeners a little bit more of an idea? Because your backstory is a good one as to why you came into personal training, and also where you are at physically and mentally.
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, coming on six years ago, um, I went through a really traumatic divorce. Um, kind of, I worked a lot of hours. I was in the construction industry. I was um, both. 60, 70 pounds overweight. Uh, so if there's, you can kind of put an image on it. Um, I'm only five foot six. so I'm a shorter individual and I was uh, upwards of 240 pounds. So I was pre-diabetic. I had acid reflux. I was lethargic. I napped multiple times during the day. I never got good sleep. I uh, was going through all this stress. Uh, through that kind of, um, I started to live with my sister And felt that I needed to kind of just start to get in shape, feel better about myself, really, so that I could start dating again. So it was really never about my own health because I didn't even know what that meant. Uh, It was about looking a certain way and feeling a certain way and kind of started out uh, doing uh, just basic workout videos in the living room with my sister, you know, half hour a day, five days a week. Uh, I started to see some uh, decrease in weight. How and, quick did uh, you?
0: How long did it take before you started seeing some, you know, positive results?
1: Uh, I got down to just under two hundred pounds in I want to say about six months. So I got rid of about thirty Brilliant. to forty pounds in that first six months. Brilliant. Um, then I kind of s- transitioned into the gym environment, and I wanted to kind of learn a little bit more of the gym. And of course, I always recommend that people. Tr- try and get a trainer. Um, and I'm not saying this because I'm a trainer and you're a trainer. <laughs> but <laughs> for the fact that, that I, I cannot tell you how long it has taken me to, to get, get to corrective ways of doing things. I spent so many times just trying to lift weights and not really knowing what I was doing. Uh, and it led to some injuries down the road. So kind of stepping back, went back into the gym uh, and then just kind of started to pick up the weights. And it kind of steamrolled from there. And then I got an interest in it wanted to learn more. And then I kind of dove into the bodybuilding realm of it to see what the bodybuilders were doing. Um, And then that's kind of where I picked up the nutritional part. And a lot of it comes from that old mentality of like, it's just got to be chicken, rice and broccoli. And that's all you eat all day, every day. And then you're going to look fantastic and feel fantastic. Uh, So that's kind of where I started and really realized that this wasn't sustainable for me. And if this was how I was going to lead the next 40, 50 years of my life, I'd rather just go back and be overweight. Yeah. It's um, very boring. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, kind I kind of then transitioned through and educated myself, played around with some things, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who loves to do science experiments on myself. So I kind of played around with that and it's just steamrolled into like now my, my business, my world is fitness. And, um, I just love it. I'm edu- I want to educate myself more on a daily basis. And, you know, we talk about, um, you know, different fad diets and diet modalities and there's so much to unpack with that. And, you know, being plant-based and being plant-based for a year, I think it's fantastic. And, and, and I've seen, you know, some of the pictures that you recently got taken on through uh, Instagram and stuff like that. And you look amazing. And that, that's fantastic. And I think it, you know, maybe as we get going into this conversation, to really get people to understand that it's not just about like where following a certain way of, of eating, but what's going to work for you and what's conducive for your lifestyle. And that's really a big, big part of it. Cause I, I was, was laughing, laughing cause I thought about this before we got on air is I just finished doing a carnivore diet for 30 days. So, so I didn't I, eat any plant. I, I, I ate no plants. <laughs> I ate just meat for, for a month. So it was, was kind of interesting. interesting, but again, it was a, more of a science experiment. It was not the way that I normally eat. Nor do I condone that people do that, but definitely something that I had to try for myself to kind of understand what that felt like. No different than some of the other ones like keto and, and going vegan for a little while as well
0: yeah you said on there um i thought it was quite funny you said that you got sick of bacon and couldn't actually eat it for about um a year after and obviously uh, you know people that do the, the keto diet do get fantastic results but what always concerns me um like you said a diet is something it, it the, the word is not used correctly because what it is right. should be is it's in the body and it's the way that you can fuel your body as a lifestyle not for a period of time i.e a fad because you can't stain it but the thing is with keto um, I would imagine a lot of people will get to a point where they have had enough and even if they haven't had enough then their body will eventually because you it's it's wonderful at the start but further down the line that consuming that amount of fat is gonna have massive complications for the body uh, for the heart it's just You know, it's not, I don't think it is a sustainable diet personally, but, um, obviously like you say, because there comes to a point where you've probably had enough. I mean, some people can say the same about plant-based, but there's obviously hundreds of different plants, um. It's a little bit different but um when you were talking about obviously your nutrition and how you evolved when you first started out was you because there's a saying you can't out train a bad diet when you were doing those exercises five days a week did you do anything different to your diet or was you still finding you were getting weight loss just literally by moving more because obviously the scale is you know either or or both to get the best results
1: yeah, I think in the beginning, there was that, um, you know, uh, those quick weight loss, you know, right out of the gate. I think once you change the ad- the adaptation the body's getting, there's that uh, immediate response where there's a bit of weight loss. But I think, um, you know, after maybe that first initial 10 to 20 pounds, it had to kind of more reflect on what, how I was eating. Um, I did make some changes in the beginning, but they were more like that bodybuilder, um, persona of like just chicken and veggies and and whatnot so I really didn't know a lot about nutrition or or kind of follow anything other than just like I know that if I just eat chicken breast a little bit of rice and a little bit of broccoli every day maybe some oatmeal in the morning um then that was it and that's kind of how I what how I I continued to do for about six months Wow. It, yeah,
0: yeah, I did. <laughs> That's commitment. I mean, uh, when I did my shred, um, that was 12 weeks uh, or 80 days and I had to reduce calories. But, um, you know, by being plant based, trying to get protein is a little bit more complicated uh, you have to think about it more um, but it is it is some commitment isn't it so to to stick for six months on a particular diet, that's something else but you you said about the nutrition like you didn't really know too much back then obviously you're now a nutrition coach one of the things that you said in your podcast which I think is so uh, easily missed um, is people not understanding what they're actually putting on their plate consciously in portions size you know like we don't often like and and until I started measuring stuff which I had to do obviously for a shred I was in the same boat like oh really is that what 40 grams of oats are yeah not a lot you know like it's uh you know so from a cereal perspective and I've done this with my, with my husband and these bowl of of cereal my son you know it's like well that's like that's 80 90 grams of cereal you've just put in that bowl really like
1: right yeah <laughs>
0: it quickly mounts
1: up, doesn't it? It does. And I think, you know, again, there's so many different directions we can go with this conversation. I think a lot of times, you know, the, this what we'll call the standard American diet or, you know, this highly processed world that we live in when it comes to food, you know, because if you think about like just a hundred years ago, we wouldn't be having a conversation about counting calories, but yet now in 2020, If you don't count calories, it's probably going to mean that you're going to gain, you're not going to have control over that weight. And to me, it just seems, it seems counterintuitive. It doesn't seem like it should be that way. And it it is that way because we eat a lot of processed foods. And um, I think if we go back to that simplistic way of eating, like no different than like fruits and vegetables, there's the, the, you know, the caloric, um, they're so calorically low dense that you can't eat, you probably are going to be full of eating vegetables long before you get too many calories. But if we go into some of these like fats and processed foods and, and rice and, and, all, and, and all these other potato, whatever it may be, and then we're putting the sour cream and we're doing, we're not really realizing that these are highly, highly dense in calories. Um, and they're meant to be that way. They're meant to be hyper palatable. They're meant for you to eat them, wanting to continue to eat them so that you can go buy them and they're cheap. Um, and it's just perpetual. And I think at the end of the day, I think a lot of people have to take a step back, go to the outside aisles of the, of the shopping center and start to look at eating whole foods. Um, but when we talk about kind of portion sizes, um, counting calories, we kind of have to know a couple things, right? You know, we need to know our BMR or basic metabolic rate, kind of what are we burning currently? And even that's somewhat of a guess, right? Unless we, uh, get into a lab and get uh, you know hooked up to a machine and and have scientists plug and poke products for a little bit but that's a good starting point point and understanding what that is that we're eating and and how much of that we should be and there's some really good things that i learned uh through nutritional coaching nutritional coaching excuse me uh about portion sizes right like the the way that we kind of can utilize our hand as a method of, of using portions, like our fist is protein, right? Our thumb indicates fat. one handful is our carbs and two handfuls are our vegetables. And if we kind of stick with that uh, thought process on our plate, I think most of us will be a little better off than kind of where we currently are.
0: Yeah I mean I I, I, I eat a lot um, and like you said by the nature of uh, plants and vegetables uh, my plate is like going on those portion sizes it would look like I've got my portions wrong but the big thing with uh, plants is that it's actually about the fiber that you're uh, consuming and uh, this is one of the topics that um, cause I'm quite passionate about the gut health as well. And, sure. um, in this day and age, uh, many people are not consuming enough fiber, um, daily in their diets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I probably have three, at least three times the recommended UK amount, which is about 30 grams, but typically, Uh, women are uh, an adult woman uh, is consuming about 17 in the UK and 21 for a man Um, and it just goes to show you like those processed foods are devoid of nutrients vitamins um, and and most importantly that fiber Um, so portion sizes is is a great one to, to work on Absolutely. Um, but like you said, it's it's steering clear of the process stuff and bringing in COVID. Uh, something that you said in the podcast was that taking responsibility for our own change and our own habits. Uh, so let's sort of move into a little bit about uh, that habitual change, because it comes from the mindset, not just... Um, you know, like you, you've got to pick the diet that's going to work for you and yeah. you've got to have a good enough reason. So do you want to sort of expand upon sure. that?
1: Sure. I think it really starts with, uh, and I, and I noticed this even dealing with clients on a one-to-one basis in the, in the fitness space in itself is everybody who's kind of had that epiphany or is looking to make a change with their own fitness and, and their health, or whether it's weight loss, muscle gain, they want to feel better. They all want these things to happen tomorrow. Like they were like, why Why can't I I be in shape in the next 30 days when it really, we didn't get out of shape in that, in that time period. So it's going to take some more time. And where where the mental part of it really comes in is, is everybody wants to do everything at once. They come into the gym. They want to, they want to get on the treadmill for five, six days a week. They want to just eat, do what I did basically, eat chicken and broccoli and nothing else. And I'm just going to die straight in and I'm going to lose all this weight and everything is going to be better. What the real fact is that is it isn't. Even if you can sustain that for, say, that six months like I did, then you maybe get some really good weight loss out of it. Then what? What are we doing after that? Generally, people go back to the way they used to eat. They go back to their old eating habits. Yeah, Yo-yo dieting, the-
0: isn't it, then? And that's why yeah, they lot- say diets
1: don't work,
0: because they're not sustainable if it doesn't fit your lifestyle.
1: A hundred percent. And I think balance is, is key. I think everybody has to take a really good, long, hard look at themselves in the mirror and say, this is where I am today. I can't change it. I made some mistakes in the past. And what am I going to do tomorrow to help you know, progress along in my fitness? And it's simple as I'm going to add 500 milliliters of water every day for the next week. Small stuff. I'm going to show up to the gym once a week. I'm going to add vegetables to one meal and do that on a consistent basis for one week two week three week then add another thing now I'm going to go to the gym twice a week or I'm going to now add vegetables to a second meal or I'm going to add another liter of water and that is where the progress is going to come because we're creating these small little behavior changes that we all can do I mean if you can't add a 500 milliliters of water to your day every day and commit to at least that then There's some other stuff that we've got to deal with and unpack prior to to kind of moving in that direction. But do those little things and don't get hard on yourself. This is a journey that should be for the rest of your life. And I think a biggest part of kind of where I think a lot of people, men and women included, looking at social media as a benchmark to what fitness looks like. And I think it's so detrimental for a lot of people to say, oh, I see this fitness model on there. And I want to look like her, but I, you know, they get this vision of that person knowing that the, they will never look like that in that perspective. They may get really healthy and look very good for what they look like, but we, we really, it's, you know, we were talking about this the other day with men with, with uh, body image issues. We look at superheroes, you know, the introduction of Superman and Batman, there are these muscular guys with little waists that just have these perfectly defined bodies It's so, it's so hard to get to that point and it takes a different dedication and it's years and years and years and years and years of getting the fitness part right before you should, anyone should ever get into that realm of things. So I think most people for the behavioral side is, and, and what I tell my clients, it's a long process and I want you to do things small and I want you to be okay with those small things and I want you to reward yourself as a result of that and say, you know what? I went to the gym once this week. That's once more than I did the week before. Right. And those are wins. I think we should all um, think about all of those positive things as wins. We're too concerned about trying to get to the top of Mount Everest in one day. And we're not even worried about the next step it's like, it doesn't work that way. And I think that's the biggest thing that we kind of have to get around for people to understand small change.
0: Yeah, no, that's fantastic, Mike. And there were so many things in there. Yeah, it's about um, achieving that success um, by doing small steps consistently every day, as opposed to trying to do everything and not sustaining it. But I think like you said, we are the now generation that people feel that, well, 500 mils of water. Well, that's not going to do anything. You know, they want to throw the kitchen sink at it. Um, and overload it rather than just say no make it something that's doable so I always say like there's like one good choice in me today and when you make that good choice like you've gone to the gym that day invariably you're more likely to pick the apple than the chocolate bar you know, so it will will multiply throughout that day and then you're going to actually feel better. When you feel better, then you're going to probably be more productive at work, your mood, um, it's, you know, but like you say, it shouldn't be about, yes, we do need a goal and it's important, but it shouldn't be the thing that we fixate because invariably when you get to that goal and I've, like you have and I have, you get there and there's no sort of real Eureka moment. Um, no. Then your idea changes because you want something else. So people need to, um, myself included, understand that we've got to enjoy and le- uh, learn through the process and get comfortable with the journey and For not sure. fixate on the destination because we're always changing.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And it's so, I know it's easier said than done, but it's like, be, you have got to be, happy with who you are. And then that really comes from the inside. We've got to work on that part of it. Um, And, you know, anybody who comes to me about aesthetics, you know, they want to look a certain way. I I always go, if you can feel a certain way, the looking part will come as a result of, so the two are hand in hand, but if you're just going for the way that the, the aesthetical part, the health doesn't necessarily follow. So it's not necessarily the same, game we're playing because I know a lot of people that look very good but are very unhealthy uh you know we can have eating disorders we can kind of discuss kind of some of those things that happen um and we really need to kind of just focus in on how can I feel the best way you know am I getting good sleep how am I treating my spouse my kids my friends my environment what does that look like that's first and foremost and then then let's work on the other stuff as a result
0: Yeah, I mean, again, in one of your episodes, you said about loving your fellow human being, um, and it's also about loving yourself, which you said in there, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people, um, and I've been victim of this as well, been so hard on myself that I'm not giving myself the love that I need um, and fixating on a particular goal when realised, in reality, it's about how you should feel, and that's really important because that's again back into the mindset, and that's w- what will help um, elevate self uh, confidence, self belief, um, and and it isn't really about the looks, is it? Um, but isn't it no. funny how we we we? It's such a, an external uh motivator but it's not the right one to to hang our coat on um and it's it's interesting that I don't know if people realize that that it's actually got to dig a lot deeper and go into your reasons why
1: yeah and I think we you know we're all fixated on a snapshot or a perspective of someone else you know because at the, at the end of the day we're always going to be critical of ourselves because we get to talk we have that conversation in our own brain we have those thoughts, our brain tries to perceive the future and we have these anxieties and we have these fears and, and we look at like tomorrow before we look at today and, and we're so concerned about what we should be doing or whatever and we kind of need to stop and just kind of really look inside and say, well, what makes me happy? What do I currently have in my life that, that is you know in fulfilling and enjoying? What can I add to that? and really think about doing those more than trying to like dive in and and be somebody that you're not. I mean, that's, it's crazy. We, we don't know, especially now with COVID. I mean,
0: there's a lot of
1: depression I'm sure going on. There's a lot of people that are out of work and, and, and all these things. And this is the best time I think for all of us to really focus on our health and really understand like, we can we're here today and we're gone tomorrow it's that fast it's that quick and and, you know for all the people that i've had to deal with over covid that come to me and maybe very wealthy or successful and they come to me and their health is in shambles and they're scared to death they don't want to catch covid and die and and they're they're willing to do whatever it takes and really at the end of the day it comes down to that i mean uh, we've got this vessel that we have to kind of live in uh until we perish uh and, and let's make the best of it all the other stuff is kind of you know um, not as important and I think if we can start to do that um, we're going to be better off for all of us and, and I know we you know we're soldiers in that fight you and I trying to get people in the best shape of their lives and continuing to keep people healthy but um, yeah we just have to keep pushing in that direction keep spreading the message.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's so true that it's about uh, lifestyle changes. Um, fitness is a bit like paying rent; it it never stays done. You have to continually do it. Right. But it's about, I mean, for me, coming into this industry was uh, wanted to be fit for life and and live to a good age. But um, also not just get to that age but actually be fit and moving and able and yeah I'm, I'm glad that I embarked on it when I did and, and chose it as a lifestyle obviously it is a passion of mine and yeah naturally it's not going to be everyone's passion some people absolutely hate it um, but it's one of those things it's that understanding that it's you owe it to yourself don't you to um, look after this body you've got one body um, and like you say it, it has been proved that, that if you are carrying excess weight, th- there is the higher risk that your mm-hmm. uh, symptoms are going to be worse um, if you do catch COVID. But that's not an exact science because obviously everyone's unique um, sure. and yeah. it depends on the viral load of, of the um you know if if you if you do catch it but it is that understanding that people need to adopt a different mindset that it's not a diet it's not a quick fix it's a a small uh change done consistently sustainable um that then it becomes easier because it does doesn't it mike you know like when you first started out it must have felt really hard and now you're in your groove
1: yeah, and-, and I think, you know, a lot of people may be still listening to this saying, okay, well, but I still enjoy having a beer. Or I still enjoy having, you know, some processed stuff, cake, chocolate, whatever. So, so do I. I. <laughs> Me too. So, last night, right? so <laughs> at the end of the day, it's getting to a point where you can have balance. You know, yeah. we want to have balance in fitness. You know, uh, I have months where I look a certain way and then I, I have months where I look different or I have different goals and I and I swap through certain things The consistency through the whole thing is is I make sure I focus on my sleep, I make sure 90% of what I eat is decent, healthy, and I'm working out and then I'm content with it, that I have that conversation with myself, you know what, I'm going to have a couple beers tonight, Um, you know, I worked out four days this week, I'm good, and I feel comfortable about it, then do it. I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's what it has to come to. Because that's what's going to create the long term sustainability. If you are dreading it every day and you don't want to do it, it's not going to happen no matter how hard you try. At some point, you're just going to, you're going to peter out and that's going to be the end of it. You know what I mean? So you have to find that balance
0: yeah I mean they, they they say don't they either ninety ten or eighty twenty it's yeah a little bit of what you fancy or or the saying everything in moderation, including moderation, which are quite like that one. I do think sure. people often think that because we're in this profession that we always like working out or that we always eat healthy um and it's not that we're trying to judge either at the moment, to be honest, I am um completely healthy because i'm finishing i've got another two weeks so um but i'm on a gaining phase as well so not only am i plant-based not only am i trying to gain i'm also not eating any rubbish um so and no alcohol i'm on day 62 (laughs) oh good
1: good. (laughs) so that's yeah yeah i did that all through october i did a sober october and and whatnot through there so i got my 30 days but that was enough of that. I got to have a couple where we're getting closer to Christmas and and uh, I got a little little beer, or a glass of wine here or there is kind of nice to have once in a while.
0: I'm looking forward to to having a glass of red wine again. Um, but yeah, it's, again, it's like you're saying, it's about challenging yourself and, and understanding the journey and seeing how you feel. So the last time I did this, I was actually shredding. So I was losing weight, and this time I'm actually trying to gain weight. But both times, obviously, I've been really strict on my nutrition and no alcohol, and in it's definitely been easier – this time round so the body does start to learn starts to adapt and the, and the mindset but that is more of an extreme thing that i'm doing like you i like to test and see how things are i don't think um you know As a for me personally as a, a personal trainer i want to understand and learn and be able to articulate because i've been there um yeah but um i just want to change tact a little bit because i know obviously you've got clients in a um in a short while um what are you reading at the moment mike whether is that audibly or book wise yeah. that you think would be um relevant to our listeners
1: yeah uh, I, I um i'm a big podcast fan obviously uh do yeah, podcasts, podcasts as well podcasts are great uh uh, Joe Rogan is my big thing right now. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of in between Mind Pump. Mind Pump is a great podcast. It's a fitness-based podcast. Uh, three guys, old fitness trainers that kind of sit in a room and discuss current and, and they kind of challenge the the norm and stuff like that. It's a great, great listen. <laughs> and I'm kind of wrapped into the politics of the United States right now. So I'll be honest yeah. with you. I've got, Joe, I've got Joe Rogan on all week or I have all last week with all the several guests that he's had on about all everything going on election, uh, driven and things like that. So that's kind of, that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm looking at, of course, some more, um, fitness courses in the next couple weeks. So just working on maybe some athletic performance and doing some things like that. Um, but that's about it for reading, um, or listening. I'm very audio driven. So, books I have a hard time paying attention (laughs) maybe it's maybe it's a little um ADD or something I don't know but I, I it's very hard for me to like sit down for an hour or two and just read words it's
0: it's having the time, isn't it? I think Audible is fantastic. So yeah, you know, yeah. Hence, I was listening to your podcast while I was out earlier. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a really good way to absorb um, extra content, isn't it? Um, just to, to yeah, sort of finish is. up, how, how are things out in Canada with uh, COVID? How are you all faring out
1: mm-hmm. there? Um, we're doing okay. So our, uh, our province has kind of got minimal restrictions. I know our caseloads are rising throughout the country. Um, um, but they're not necessarily taking the same approach as they did back in March and April with like the full lockdown. We went into that full lockdown for a couple months. Um, so in the gym environment, it's, we're, we're, we're not allowed to do any group training, things like that. So, but we're very individualized here and we don't get very busy. So it's very one-on-one, small space, uh, not like a big commercial gym that you'd be used to. It's a very niche uh, boutique type uh, gym. So we're kind of uh, taking all the precautions as well and, and really uh, working extra hard with our clients on trying to keep them working out and, and not fearing the COVID part of it. So um, it's a lot of work, but it's, I think it's worth it in the long run. And, and definitely, I think the sanitization and the way that we do things is probably something that, you know, a good thing moving forward forever, I'm sure. You know, I think we, we can never do enough of that. So Yeah, some good changes there. Yeah, so really, really, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we just finished a trainer revenge, Natasha, which is fantastic. So we raised seventeen thousand dollars for Little Warriors, which uh, helps uh, abused kids. Oh, fantastic! uh, Yeah, it was great. What we had was we had a clients could pay to have the trainers do all the workouts.
0: Oh, yeah, I can see why you raised a lot of money.
1: (laughs) So yeah, we did. So we we ended up doing a week of crazy workouts and then we had a like a team uh trainer versus trainer on uh, on last or two Saturdays ago and we ended up doing like 600 plus burpees between everybody it was it was ins- it was insane so um definitely still tired a little bit from I was gonna say we're moving yeah serious doms yes yes long term right and then now moving into November, so raising money for men's health. We're always doing charitable stuff. So you can see, I know nobody yeah. here can see me, but uh, it's, it's kind of gross. I got this thing under my uh, nose. It's looking pretty nasty, but <laughs> other than that, I'm just gearing up for Christmas, gearing up to uh, just make the final push through 2020 and, uh, you know, really excited to see what happens in 2021.
0: So that, that wraps into my final question, Mike, uh, where do you see yourself in the next five years?
1: Wow. Okay, I I have this pretty, pretty good. So, uh, you know, doing what I'm doing now, gym related, I I do love the one on one clientele. So something in that um, realm. Uh, And then I move I want to move further west uh, into British Columbia, uh, and get on to the Okanagan Lake and get out of this cold, wintry, snowy Alberta, because it is freezing outside, and we've got that much snow on the ground. So, Um, that's kind of the plan. I just kind of push, move in that direction. The kids are all older now, so they'll be moving on and doing their own thing and just kind of just keep pushing and and learning and growing and, and helping more clients.
0: It really just goes to show, doesn't it? That decision that you made, um, way back when, obviously to change your, um, obviously physique and health, look where it's brought you it's been a whole yeah. uh, 360 um of of career change and you know you're not just for yourself but empowering your clients and and that's like the butterfly effect so well done you for uh, you know obviously embarking on that change and sticking with it and then obviously delving further to be a personal trainer and an awesome one at that so i just want to say mike thanks very much for coming on the podcast and being a guest it's great to catch up with you and yes. um obviously uh, we'll stay in touch but um i wish you all the best and stay covid
1: safe thank you very much i appreciate it you too